Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hey guys, we made it to another episode of Jaded. This is actually episode number eight. We said that last episode was eight, but it wasn't. We messed up. Did we mess up? I don't know. I don't know what happened, but it's I probably messed it up. I just wanted to start the episode telling you guys that I have some dates coming up. Very excited. I'm going to be in San Diego at the American Comedy Company uh, the 30th and the 1st, April 30th and 1st. And then also I'm going to be in Rochester, New York at the Carlson on May 21st and the 22nd, which is my boyfriend's birthday. Very excited. Um, so check those out. You can go to jadecatapretta.com for all my dates. So excited. I'm out of breath from talking for two seconds. Sam and I are barely making it. We are slugging it through. But you know what? We're doing this for you, for you guys. Because I know people are at home like, oh, if I don't listen to Jaded, I won't make it through the week, right? I would love for people to just get addicted to this to the point where they're like, I need more. It's been such a whirlwind. I've been out of town. I've been out of town for three weeks. And let me tell you guys, I was sick as fuck this weekend. I came home. I I thought I had strep throat right away. I hadn't been sick in like a year and a half. And I just started to realize like how fucking disgusting everything is. Now that things are opening back up and people are like a little bit vaccinated, they are going wild. I was on a plane sitting next to a very large man who was basically sitting on me the entire time and I couldn't move. It was rough. I forgot how rough it was to be on a five-hour flight. Also, what are we doing? Why are airlines not providing us with planes that have TVs? If I can watch two shitty movies, I forget. The, the, the time passes so fluidly, right? Let's ban airplanes without TVs. <laughs> I've never heard more first world problems in my life. That's all I care about. I'm going to devote my entire life to making sure that every plane has a TV. And you know, something happens to you when you watch a movie on a plane, you immediately like it no matter what. It's the big, you're just so involved, you know, because you need a distraction so badly from your current situation. And then I also had a plane ride on this trip where it was so turbulent. I, I thought we were going down. I had never done that whole like, dear God, please just make me live another day. But I had to do that. And I, we were also sat next to like two screaming children. They were so scared. They were like, please don't make us do this. I always feel like the way babies act publicly is how I really want to be acting. But I, you know, I'm an adult and I can't. But if I could just like cry and tell people to fuck off, that would be ideal. But we made it. I was just in Houston at the Houston Improv. It was my first weekend back being on stage. And oh, I felt so good to show people my camel toe, just like doing this thing where I like pull my pants up and I'm like, look at it, look at it, look at it, make it, look at it, look at it while I'm looking at you, looking at it, look, look, look at it, look at it, look at it. And people fucking hate it. And I love it. I love making people uncomfortable. I don't know where that comes from. It's like a control thing. But it just felt so good to be on stage again. 
and just like see people's faces. You can see the little sparkle in their eye when they're having a good time. And I realize that I'm more of a bar mitzvah DJ, less of a comic. I just like to get the whole room hyped up. I'm like, come on, Uncle Ted, let me grind on you. <laughs> a tip? Like I, I never let go of that feeling of like, I just want to entertain people. And I'm like, I'm going to entertain you even if you don't want it. <laughs> you hear me? But I had a lot of fun. I do this thing where I uh, sometimes when I get like kind of panicked, I do this rap that I wrote many years ago with my friend Ben Seward. It was incredible. Look him up. And uh, it's about Arnold Palmer's, which is my favorite drink. Half iced tea, half lemonade. Well, it's like 70-30, you know? So I have this whole rap and I bring somebody on stage to do the beatboxing with me. And I started doing it when I was like in, doing college shows and I would get really desperate and I just needed to waste like 25 minutes. Um, but then it became like a real fun thing to kind of do. So I've added it to my hour and, you know, you never know what you're going to get. Most of the time, you know, people are like just average and I'll make fun of them or they're like super good. And I'll be like, yeah. So I bring this woman up on uh, on stage and she didn't want to come up. Her like her like she had this like kind of like fucking muscular boyfriend who was like, go. And she was like, I'm OK. And she came up on stage and her name was Susan, which is like my favorite name to make fun of because it's like Susan, you know, such a white lady name. I love it. Susan, Susan. Um, so she comes up, she's got these huge breasts and I'm like, well, here we go. This is going to be fun. She cannot, she cannot like do anything. I'm like, just, and she's like, she's like, she's having a full panic attack. I can see that she's like freaking out. So the whole audience is like, you can do it. You know, like there's all this camaraderie and I'm trying to get her like, you know, I don't even notice, but out of nowhere, this like very well-dressed black man comes on stage. I don't know where. I swear he just floated down. Like he, I didn't see him come up. He just, I don't know where. He's wearing a full pink suit. And I'm like, oh my God. And everyone's like, oh, black guy's on stage. It's about to go down, you know? And I'm like, oh my God, hi, what's your name? And he's like, Rose Gold. I'm like, Susan, please leave. Rose Gold's here now. <laughs> it was so incredible. And then he just disappeared into the audience. I was like, was that a mirage? Where did he come from? And then I was like, yeah, what's your Instagram? And he's like, Rose Gold Photography. I was like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Advertise your business while you're at it. But it was just so fun. I have all these new songs that I'm writing um, for my hour. And I played them on stage. And it's so awkward because I'm eventually going to do it with a band. But because, you know, I can't travel with a band, I just have to go like, hit it. <laughs> and then like, it takes a while for the music to start. So I'm like, just just, just going to. And I'm because I'm negative. I just start singing a musical theater song out of nowhere. People are so confused, but I'm enjoying it. It's for me. Even though you paid the tickets, it's for me. I need you more than you need me. I've come to realize that. And that's okay. But it was just so fun to be in Texas where COVID never happened. They just don't. I mean, you know what it is? Texans don't want to be told what to do. If you go like, hey, wear a mask if you want to, they're like, I will wear a mask. But if you're like, you need to wear a mask, they're like, don't you tell me what to do. It's like this whole mentality of that. I ended up doing, I did Kill Tony while I was there, which was really fun. And then I also did Red Band's show at the Vulcan. The Vulcan is so cool. It looks like a weird like prison, like it's like a two-story like fight club feeling kind of a place. Like it looks like uh, they're about to film Wild and Out, but like in a prison. Um, and there was also a really good beatboxer there that day. And I got to do my rap with like a really good beatboxer. And I was like, damn, I wish I knew his name so I could shout him out. But mm, that brings me to the drink of the day. Look at this milky cum like substance. I was just at Starbucks and had a Karen moment. And 
I just told the guy like, oh my God, I don't know how you do this. Breathe through it. And he was like, I know. And he gave me this and it's like a guava, some kind of a thing, but it's pink and I love it. It feels good. So, not that Starbucks needs any advertisement. <laughs> Jesus, there's one on like every other corner. And, um, but I'm just happy to be caffeinated because I'm exhausted. I'm about to get my second vaccine. I feel like getting a vaccine nowadays is like, you got to go like underground. You're like, who do you know to get it? And I don't want to skip anybody, but I'm ready to get this thing into my body and out of my mind. I'm so scared to catch COVID still. When I was sick, I thought I had it. I was like, that's it. It got me. Isn't it ironic to get it right after everybody's been vaccinated? Isn't it ironic? Remember when that song came out and everyone was so pissed because some of the things weren't ironic in the song and they were giving her a hard time? Like, oh, she's Canadian. She doesn't get it. <laughs> it's like, it's just a song. Why are people so, why do people have time to take care of other people? To take care of yourself, okay? Just stay in your fucking lane. Jesus. I guess I'm just upset lately. I just did an episode of Guys We Fucked and God damn it, it was it's so fun to be around women who don't give a fuck. I don't know why I'd been so in my own head about this, but it's so exciting to not give a fuck anymore and to be surrounded by people who don't give a fuck anymore. I'm just kidding. Please hire me every network. I still need you intensely. Um, let's see, where was I? So I went to Texas, melted my little butt off there. God damn it, I love Texas. I had queso, so much queso. I can still taste it. Why don't they make queso like that anywhere else? What about Texan queso tastes so good that it's unlike any other queso? I didn't even get to go to Torchy's, which is ridiculous. It's like, why you go to Texas? But yeah, the audiences were fucking great there. It was so fun to see all my buddies. It's so cool to see what they're doing in Texas. They're, you know, starting a whole other club there. It's Joe Rogan's the mayor. Oh, it's really funny too, because um, my friend who I went with, Brian, he drives a Tesla um, and on the way there, driving there, I was like, play musical theater. And he was like, uh, fuck no. And I was like, okay, I get it. It's specific. It's a specific type of music for me to ask the whole car to listen to. But then, um, the, uh, like a couple of days later, I drove his car by myself and all the songs that kept coming up were musical theater. And I was like, what is this about? I thought you said you didn't like musical theater, but every suggestion was like, Dear Evan Hansen or like Les Mis. And I was like, is it syncing to my phone? Like what is going on? And he was like, no, um, Elon Musk loves musical theater. So all the Teslas are programmed to play musical theater. <laughs> Slow cap. You like Elon, when you couldn't get any better, you just did. You like musical theater on top of it. You're a musical theater nerd on top of being every other type of nerd. Fuck yes. I'm just so interested in like what's going on in his brain. You know what I mean? I, I'm very excited for these self-driving cars, but very frightened by, by what they're doing with um, all this technology and um, neurologically effect, like, uh, God, I don't even know how to describe it, but they're putting these mechanisms into the brains of monkeys. And like the, these monkeys are like playing video games and like it's, it's sending these messages to their brain to do all this stuff. Jesus, are we just going to have like weird monkey slaves? Is that the future? What's happening? We're, we, 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 finally went to Mars. That's happening. There was a, a shadow. We're going to make it to Mars. And it's just going to be Grimes and Elon Musk like hanging out, listening to West Side Story, like, da -da -da, da -da -da. oh, welcome. Oh, please let my monkey butler take your jacket. Come on in. I'm scared. I can barely handle this drink being this pink and milky. You know, I don't want that much change. Hmm. Is this 
ASMR or just annoying me crunching? Um, mm. But yeah, Texas was fun. I'm going to be there actually in August doing um, San Antonio. So look out for those tickets too. And thank you again to the Houston Improv. I was so excited. I thought I sold a bunch of tickets and I found out a bunch were comped, but I'll take it. <laughs> you know what? I'll take it. Um, I had a couple girls guest for me, which is exciting. I'm keeping my word to myself where I'm not going to just preach about, you know, women wanting to help each other. I'm actually going to fucking do it. Um, and so I'm excited about that. I don't know if you guys can see, but I got this uh, Jada necklace. I'm really going to enjoy it until it turns green. I got it on Amazon. So I've heard that I have very acidic skin. A little trick for you guys at home, if you're wearing jewelry that's not real and it's like shit, jewelry, and if it touches your skin, it turns green. So a trick is to put clear nail polish on it and it'll keep it from turning faster. That's from the uh, the diaries of a poor girl that I wrote many years ago. I had a notebook. I kept every audition I had ever gone on. One A whole year. I had 392 auditions one year, commercial and theatrical. And I kept a notebook of like the breakdown, what I was wearing, what kind of shoes you should wear, where to park, like snacks around the casting office that you could get. And then I realized like the following year that everything changes and that none of the information was useful at all. And then I burnt it each page as I cried. It's a numbers game. I hate when people say this, but it's true. Like when people are like, it's not a marathon or it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. I just changed it. I want to sprint all the time if I could just sprint everywhere that'd be great but the best thing that happened to me while I was away was that I met my beautiful niece Amelia I love you she's so perfect I want to make fun of my sister and be like I'm the hotter sister now and like do all that stuff and make fun of her for being covered in breast milk but in all honesty I'm in so much awe of the whole process and of how strong she is and like like I'm complaining literally about traffic and she, she had a human head come out of her vagina like what like a whole and she's perfect like I've loved babies before but this one is just it's my own blood and I love her I I have this feeling while I'm holding her that I want her inside me isn't that weird is that normal like I've seen like sometimes I have that feeling with my dog like I love Cheryl so much I want to put her inside me like not in a sexual way obviously I'm not a fucking creep but like in a loving like caring way <laughs> come inside me you know just crawl inside of me and live there I don't know. It's making me rethink the whole baby thing a lot. I'm like, do I want a baby now? It might be too late. It just feels like a lot of work. I don't know, but I want it because I want her. I don't want her to be think of me as the weird like, you know, like I feel like when you're a kid and you see people that aren't married or don't have kids, you're like, what's wrong with them? And I don't want her to think that of me. I want her to be like, cool. Yeah, she's my cool aunt, my cool aunt who does comedy. And she's she tried to have kids, but then re realized it was too much work. No, but she's perfect. It was just so exciting. It's just so exciting. And it's funny because you see the connection that she has with my sister. Like, obviously she needs her for breastfeeding and all this stuff. But like, anytime she cries, breast milk squirts out of my sister's boob. Isn't that fucking nuts? Like, that's how reactive the human body is to taking care of children. Like, whenever the baby cries, it's like, oh, it needs milk. So it just squirts out. I just, I would love to get pregnant just so I could feel what it's like to have big old ditties. I want to call him ditties now and not titties. <laughs> so I feel so bad for Sam that he has to listen to this before you guys do. He's like, oh God. But at least I don't make him cut every other thing anymore. I'm just like, fuck it. Let's just do it. It's Jade 2.0 where she doesn't give no flicks. 
what else happened? I was in Virginia and I was dying from allergies. Is anybody else feeling this? Like we have a vaccine for a pandemic disease and yet we can't take care of ourselves when the pollen comes? Like you're telling me that flowers are taking me down? These beautiful, gorgeous, aromatic things that bring so much joy to me are literally killing me. <laughs> and also our medical system is fucking broken. Like, let me just complain about this for a second, okay? I had a virtual doctor's appointment, which is fucking useless, that I paid full price for. I'm like literally showing this woman my throat, like trying to get a better like angle. So I'm like, can you look down my throat? I'm pretty sure it's strep. And she's like, you can't come in because you have a sore throat. So you have to go get COVID tested. She schedules me for a COVID test in La Cañada, which is very far from me. I call the office. It's closed. She doesn't even make an appointment because the place is fucking closed. I go on my own, take a rapid test, negative, very excited. I'm like 21 for 21. Ugh, I don't mean to brag. I don't want to like jinx. Here, let me, there's no wood, but knock on it for me. So then I finally just find like a clinic and I go in and I take the strep test, negative, fee you. I really thought it was strep throat because my throat was hurting so much. And then the, like the nurse comes in and I'm like, so what do you think it is? Like, I, I just, I know it's like something with my throat. He's like, I'm not lying. He said this. He goes, you know, when people like don't brush their teeth a lot, like it looks like that. I'm like, <laughs> you're telling me that it looks like I don't brush my teeth a lot. Like you're telling me that I'm a fucking hobo. That's what you're telling me. I've never met anybody more anal about their teeth. Look at my fucking teeth. Look at this. My teeth could have a podcast, okay? Like, you're telling me I've, it, look, <laughs> I was flabbergasted. I've, I'm rarely speechless, but I was like, sir, is that your medical advice? Don't be a disgusting human and brush. Oh, so you're telling me that if I brush my teeth more, I won't have a sore throat? Ridiculous. And it's like the thing when you're sick, everybody says the same thing, like just fluids and gargle as if you're just sitting there like, mm -mm, I'm not drinking water. I'm not doing it. Oh, being sick sucks. I turn into such a baby. Like, I just want to cry. I just want my mom. But I love matzo ball soup. So that's my, that's my refuge. You know, if I get sick, I'm like, that's okay. I get to eat matzo ball soup. Mm. You take a little bagel, you cut it, you toast the bagel and dip it in the matzo ball soup. I spent like a hundred bucks the other day at Air One ordering one soup and one lemonade. <laughs> it was worth it. <laughs> Fucking Air One, man. Even the way they spell the name of it, Air One. Fuck you. But also, God, your food is so delicious. Just make it cheaper. Make it more affordable. How short can we make these episodes and still make them interesting? Would you guys be into like a five-minute, hey, it's Jade, what's up? Actually, this is a perfect opportunity. We'd really love some fucking help on this show. We're really excited about how it's going. It's getting more rhythmic. I have some guests that I have lined up. I've decided I'm going to have a, a bunch of cool women comics on. Um, Emma Wilman's coming up. That's exciting. And some other ones I won't tell you about because I don't know who they are yet. But we really need some help with a designer. If you're a fan, awesome. Um, I could pay a little bit and it would be cool if you're like really invested in it and I'll help you, you help me. It'll be like Sunny and Cher, but you'd be the third person. So it'd be like a weird threesome. It'd be you, me and Sam and we'd be just chilling, hanging out, laughing, cutting the episodes together, putting some designs on it. Just honestly, nobody tells you anything that you want done. You got to do it. You just got to do it. And that sucks. That's a new concept for me. I really like, I thought I could rely on other people, but it's not a thing. Another new thing I just realized that I didn't even know I was doing like 
ever since the, all the fucking misogyny stuff that I was talking about happened, I've been like really investigating and trying to grow. And I realized that a lot of my friendships are what they call, I did not know this was a thing, by the way, it's called, it's called trauma bonding where it's not like a healthy, it's a very toxic relationship and it's like ups and downs and you're like you're abused and then they treat you nice and you're like, okay, well they treated me nice and you hate them as, as, as much as you love them. And I realized like, wow, oh my God, so many of my relationships are, are like this, toxic. But I'm not like one of those people that can just cut people out. Like I couldn't do it. I can't do it. Like even if somebody is rude to me, I'm like, but uh, I don't know where that comes from. That whole like, ill-mannered, like, I want to help you. Like, fuck that. Fuck that, dude. I'm just going to start being like, I couldn't do it. Even at Starbucks just now, I tipped the guy more because I felt bad for the Karen who was in front of him. This woman is so rude. She was just on her phone while she's ordering, which I think is so fucking rude. Like, just tell your friend, like, hey, I'm going to put you down for like 10 minutes or I'll call you back. Like, she's on the phone and she's like, excuse me, excuse me. Why do, like, why does every Karen have some kind of weird, like New Jersey or like Long Island or like, they all have accents. It's all people that's like, just pisses me off, man. I've been doing a lot of TV. I've been really, really excited about all these, like, there's all these heist shows that are on. There's one on Netflix right now about the, like one of the biggest art heists that happened, um, in Boston. And I just loved all hearing all the Boston accents, it was so funny. This like Renoir was missing or this like, like these huge, these beautiful paintings worth millions and millions and millions of dollars. And you see their like security systems in the 90s. You know, it's just like a VHS tape. Like they got away with it because they just took the VHS tape. And this woman was just like hanging up this Renoir that her guy had stolen. And she's like, I, I thought the painting was ugly. I didn't even know what it was. It's like a piece of art. It's like incredible. I wonder how we will go down in history. You know, there's so much, there's so much to see. So much is documented. I wonder if eventually it's just going to explode. The internet will just explode. Wouldn't that be nice if we didn't have to keep up with social media? Like, what would we even do? Be happy? That's a crazy thing to think about. <laughs> it is a crazy thing to think about. What would we do if social media stopped tomorrow? Would we just start, like, would we just go fucking insane? I mean, I thought that the pandemic would slow people down. I thought that after the pandemic, we'd realize like, wow, we all need to take more time for ourselves and developing healthier relationships and, you know, slowing down a little bit. But now that it's like starting back up, people are just going a million miles an hour. Like there's a million comedy shows every night, new shows. Like I feel this like rush to get back into it when honestly, like, my body can't handle it anymore. I mean, I barely could do the five-hour flight. And now, you know, because it's COVID, they can't even sell you food. I was like starving. I ate like five pounds of fucking pretzels. And it wasn't even the pretzels they gave me. I bring my own pretzels on the airplane because I'm competitive. I'm like, oh, you got pretzels? I got pretzels too. They're gluten-free. I tried to be gluten-free in Virginia. It didn't work. There's a place called Bodo's. Shout out to Bodo's. Yeah. Um... They have the most delicious photos, the bagels. I mean, oh my God, I'm having an aneurysm. I thought I could do this, you guys. The lights are all getting bright all of a sudden. I'm like, I, I, I don't know what I've already talked about. Like it's only eight episodes. And how do people do years and years of podcasting without repeating stories? Like I feel like a grandma. I'm like, have I told you this? Have I told you the story about this one time? I've gone through all my drug stories, all my sex stories. I got nothing left in me. I got to experience life and then come back and tell you about it. 
Oh, man. I had my one-year anniversary. It was so exciting. And um, uh, I really wanted to get... He, my boyfriend had my gift for me and I had my gift for him and we were in the hotel room and my opener was with us, Billy. And he's like, should I be here for this? And I'm like, just stay, sit. And then my boyfriend read me this poem that he wrote, which I, th I thought was very sweet. And Billy was just sitting there like, again, do I have to be here for this? I'm like, sit down. He gave me this ring. It's so beautiful. It's so exciting. Oh my gosh. It's going to be weird because we've had a relationship just like a a COVID relationship where we don't go out or see other people or do stuff. So now it's like we're restarting all over again. Can we do it? I think we can. I think it's going to be exciting. <gasps> oh, I forgot this happened. The fucking arc light closed, the dome closed. You heard about that, right, Sam? Yeah. Oh, fuck, man. So many good memories there. Oh, I that's like the place that makes you want to go to the movies by yourself. Like nothing better. You just have like an open afternoon. You go, you grab a beer. The food was actually pretty good. And now they let you like, they would let you take your alcohol in. And I just run up those steps, be all out of breath. And uh, I loved it. It was just such a like, important part of our community. I mean, it's such a bummer. And then I'm like, what happened? Why did they sell it now? It's like, we're almost through this pandemic. And now... They sell it now that people are finally going to go to the movies. Why are you doing this now? What happened? I want to know what what's behind it and what are they going to put in the dome? Whatever it is, people are going to be so upset about it. If it's not an arc light theater, they're going to be like, fuck this. Fuck the dome. I loved it, man. And you park on the rooftop and watch the beautiful sunset. I just fucking loved every part of it. I'd go up there, smoke weed with my buddies, and then we'd go down to the movies. It was just R.I.P., man. You're going to be missed. Arclight Theaters, you're going to be missed. They need to open an Alamo Draft House here. There is nothing better than eating a full sandwich while watching a movie. You know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe times are changing. Now it's all Netflix, you know. Maybe now it's like all streamable. I don't know. Maybe now we just stay home and we do all that stuff from home. But I doubt it. People just want to go out there and share spit. It's time. How are people dating now? Like are people finally meeting up? Are threesomes happening again? Are orgy parties happening again? Were there orgy parties the whole time? And then they were like giving COVID tests. Can you imagine if you're like a nurse and that's just one of your jobs? Like you show up and everyone's naked and you're like, okay, I'm going to need you to prick this. Oh, no, no, your hand. <laughs> oh my God. I, we did a COVID test while we were in Virginia, like a drive up one. By the way, we're very lucky in California. Tests are so easy to get here. You can get one the day of, like... Even if you have to pay for it, like it's available. Like I was in Charlottesville, Virginia, which is a great little town, but no accessibility to this stuff. We we go to uh, the drive-thru and I've been doing a lot of these mouth swab tests, you know, so you take it out, you put it in your mouth for 20 seconds, whatever. So I open it and I immediately put it in my mouth and she's like, no, 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 no. It's for your nose. <laughs> it's for your fucking nose. I'm such a child. I just, you just hand me something. I just put it directly into my mouth. Fucking ridiculous. Oh, man, I am like, honestly, like I need to have guests on because I'm running out of shit to say. I never thought that I would run out. I thought there was never an end to my brain and how much I wanted to talk. But I think there is. One of the worst things happened to me while I was in Virginia. My beloved, my best friend, my number one gal, Cheryl, Cheryl Catapretta got skunked straight in the fucking face. Just it was raining. It was dark. I let her go out into the yard. I heard her growling and then like I heard her like, ee, ee, 
And I was like, oh my God, what happened? What happened? And I like, she's like, her eyes were both shut and she was just like fucking barely walking to me. I was like, come here, what happened? Immediately, I smelled it. Ran in, put her in the shower and just started washing her incorrectly, which has made it last forever. And I was so mad at my boyfriend because he was like a little bit tipsy and I was like, give me a snack. And he was like, for you or for her? I was like, what do you think? Why would I need a snack right now? For her? Fuck. I just panicked. I apologize, babe. I'm sorry, but I was just so stressed out. She still fucking smells like skunk. I've given her like the, you have to do, everybody's like tomato juice. That's not real. Like, let's stop that rumor right here, right now. No more tomato juice. Don't put tomato juice on your dog, okay? It's a rumor. The scientists came up with the perfect mix, which is hydrogen peroxide, baking soda, and a little bit of detergent, which feels harmful. It feels like a bomb, but... um. I did it a couple times and yeah, she still smells like it. And I just, I've given in. I just like, okay, this is how you smell now, skunk. I feel like maybe it's why my throat hurts. Honestly, it's that potent. Like it, the skunk didn't even come into the house and every room that I walked through with her still smelled like skunk like a week later. It's fucking crazy. Why are these skunks such fucking dicks? They're French and they're rapey and they're like, oh, ho, 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 and they spray people? What the fuck? Get your shit together, skunks. Also, there's like people that have skunks as pets. Like you don't even smell that smell anymore. You know, there's a thing. There's a thing that happens when you smell cat pee. It can neurologically affect you. I forget what the term is, but maybe we look it up and we put it right here. But um, if you smell too much cat pee, you can literally go crazy. So like when they say crazy cat lady, that's a real fucking thing. Like I had a friend who went crazy. I mean, she was doing math, but also I think I had a lot to do with the cat pee. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's too far. She's too far gone for me to ask and call her. I don't think I have her number anymore. But yeah, the skunks are just the worst. And I couldn't get her washed professionally. So I just, she's just been my skunky bitch ever since. And it's so funny because I posted about it and everyone's like, oh, I've been there. My dog gets skunked like seven times a year. I'm like, oh, no thanks, man. Like I put perfume on. I have doggy perfume that I that I get for her. I just love smelling. Like she's my little baby. I like, oh, and I smell the skunk now. I'm just like, it's just a reminder of everything I hate in the world. I'm like, oh, Trump, fuck you. <laughs> the skunk smell makes me think of Republicans. Like, oh, I hate, I hate Trump. <laughs> what has Trump been up to, huh? What's he doing? It's too quiet. He's up to no good. Stuff's happening. Russians are getting kind of sassy again. The troops are coming out of Iraq too. That's going to be fucking crazy. They're going to be back by the anniversary of September 11th, which Biden, cool plan. But what's going to happen once they're gone? The Taliban doesn't want to, I don't know when this became like a political podcast. What are we doing? Like, what am I pretending to do here? I just think that stuff is bubbling up. I mean, it's like, it feels like something crazy is about to happen. I don't know what it is, but I just have this like instinctual feeling like, I'm scared. I'm like, maybe I'm scared of the pandemic ending. I, maybe I'm, it's, I'm not ready. I won't have any way, ways to cancel on people anymore. I'm scared to get my second vaccine. I'm about to get it. I'm getting it on the 42nd day. You're only supposed to do 42 days apart. I'm getting it on the 42nd day. Because I'm living on the edge. Oh, man, I can't wait for the comedy store to open. Oh, I wonder what it's going to be like. It's going to be so exciting to just do comedy here again. It's going to be so weird to do it without Jeff. Rest in peace, Maine. Like, it's just going to be a totally new chapter for this place, for every comedy place. And I hope that we make it a, a better place. 
I don't know, a more enjoyable place, not just for the audiences, but for the performers too. I think we are turning the page on a new era. Or maybe not. Maybe it's just going to be just as fucked up. I don't know. Lately, I've been having this thing where like I'm a very cynical human and I want to be funny and I want to make fun of things. But then there's also this like overly genuine part of me where it's like, but I don't want to hurt anybody. And people get hurt. I can't be in charge of everybody's feelings. Do you know how much, how heavy that is? Like I have back pain and I don't even have boobs. How is that possible? Speaking of boobs, oh my God, I watched a 2020 on um, Anna Nicole Smith. Holy shit, what a crazy fucking life she's lived. She had back pain because of her double E breasts that she got. And you know what? The whole time, the entire her entire existence, she was in court trying to get a settlement from um, her billionaire husband who she married like when he was like in, in his 80s. Excuse me. And everyone was so pissed, like gold digger, blah, blah, blah. But the truth of the matter is he asked to marry her repeatedly for years and years and years. They had a 10-year relationship. And then finally, as he was dying, she was like, I'll marry you. Like as a thing for him, as a favor for him. And people are rolling their eyes and blah, blah, blah. But you know what? I totally believe her, okay? She did it for him. She never wanted the money. She never cared. But then the kid, his kid, was obviously like, who's this fucking blonde gold digger, bitch? And she was in jail, or in jail, in court. She was in court for like 10, 11 years. Never saw any of the money. Never made any of the money. All of a sudden makes $450 million. Like the estate is given to her. They take her to court again, okay? She is in a healthy relationship, has a baby, they fight. She goes to the Bahamas, delivers her baby in the fucking hospital room while her son is visiting. He's on all these antidepressants. He somehow gets methadone in his system and dies. She's like, just had a baby. She's in the fucking hospital room. Her kid is sleeping next to her. She's like, I wake up. He's fucking dead. Like, what the fuck? I feel like some people is just like, what did you do? What did, is that karma? What is that? And then she dies like a few days later. Just fucking tr- crazy. She had this doctor who was like giving her all these different like steroids and what's the human, human something t- like it's some testosterone thing that she was like, it was helping her lose weight and just so fucked up, man. Like we take people in Hollywood and we eat them up and chew them out. Like look at Britney Spears. She finally watched her own documentary about her own life. It was just like, it made me sad. Yeah, dude. It made us sad too. It's time to free you. It's time for you to go on your own. It's like when you become such an entity that there's a whole team of people, a whole group of people making money off of you, they don't give a fuck about you anymore. They care about making money. It's always about making money. Making money so you can have power so you can fuck. So you can fuck and have money and have power. I don't know. I don't know where it all stems from. I mean... Maybe if we taught people in school, like, that's not the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal is to be friends. (laughs) I don't know what would happen then. Then the whole thing would just be like a weird communal fucking cult. I can't believe I am not in a cult. I've said this before, but if someone hit me at the right place at the right time and we're like, hey, hi, how are you? I'm like, oh, hey, I'm good. How are you? (laughs) And they're like, would you like to wear this white muumuu and live in the woods and garden and meditate I'd be like fuck yeah they're like you can't talk to anybody on social media I'd be like oh my god fuck yes I'm obsessed with cult documentaries I've seen them all I like I honestly if you have a good one please 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 send it to me because I need it 
feel like this is the most boobs that I've ever had out. This is my boobs. I just, I taped it just in case I would like do a little nip slip. But Sam's looking down. He doesn't even care. That's how like small my boobs are. Like he's right here. He's not even looking. He's like, can you stop like touching your flat fucking chest? You see, I have this joke. It was one of the first jokes I ever wrote where I'd be like, so I'm a girl. And people would be like, Ew, you know, and then people are like, show me your tits. Like this one guy actually said that at a show. He was like, show me your tits. And then I did it. And everyone was like, boo, yuck. Because not everybody's into concave titties. And that's fine. Like I told that joke, like with confidence for many years. Concave titties? That's not even a thing. Actually, it is a thing. I dated a guy and he had a little like, it would go in right here. It was like a little concave chest. One time I put cereal in it. I thought it was really cute. He didn't like it, but I thought it was really cute. <laughs> but the year's beginning, guys. There's weddings on the on the calendar. We're doing it again. We're going to be people again, yet we probably don't know how to do it anymore. And there's all this trauma that we all have, right, from being stuck at home and from you know all these people dying. Like, it's in the air still. And nobody's going to talk about it. They're just going to go right back to their rhythm, and it's going to be fucking weird. India has the worst number like worst cases ever. Like people are just dying at a ridiculous rate. And then also the Johnson fucking Johnson. We just found out that it gave like blood clots and everyone was freaking out, but it was six women out of 7 million people. Come on. It's like six Karens who were like, my leg hurts. I feel like I'm being rude and now I'm going to get, when I take my vaccine, I'm going to be all fucked up. I think that there's like this God out there who's like, like life, I literally think that God is like Santa Claus. Like, have you been naughty? Have you been nice? What do I give you? I've been reading this. Oh, I always knock the mic. Like I forget that it's there. It's like as if I like grew a dick and I, all of a sudden it was like a new thing to me. Like, ugh. um, I've been reading this book about uh, visualizing and how it's like important to not force things like, which is my style. I'm very forceful with the things. Like if I want something, I'm like, I want it now. Like no patience. But they made this really good analogy kind of stuck with me where like it's going down a lazy river, right? And if you need to kind of grab on every once in a while, you'll grab on. But like otherwise, it's important to just kind of let go and see where the river takes you, right? Easier said than done. But I just, I love thinking about that analogy. Like anytime I'm like, call me back or like, you know, I'm not getting something right away. I'm like, just fucking float down the river, dude. Chill out. It's all good. Things are happening. I, uh, my sizzle for my documentary is done. It's the most exciting thing I've ever, ever accomplished in my life. And I'm like all nervous that somebody, some other Brazilian female comic is going to come up with a documentary and sell it faster than me. <laughs> I need to slow down. I need to take a breath. And um, this podcast is teaching me a lot about myself. I don't know how enjoyable it is for you guys, but for me, it's been a huge learning experience. I don't know how, I don't know if it's been good for my psyche or my ego, but you know, I want to like shut that ego down. I just want to shut it down. And I wish that my whole body wasn't lasered because I feel like this is the time where I just like have a hairy armpit and be like, check it, check it out. I was just thinking about this because like very random, but like all the people that I've met at the comedy store, I remember, I don't know if this is true or not, but I remember hearing the story. So Robin Williams came to the comedy store really late at night. I was working the bar. I got a photo with him. It was like one of the biggest moments in my life. He was so nice. Like he just had this energy, uh, like one of those, like it was just unexplainable. Like he walked into the room. I was like, oh fuck, it's Robin Williams. But I heard that like that night he got wasted with a bunch of the comics here and like broke his sobriety. 
And I was like, I felt so horrible. Like, was I a part? Like, did I serve them drinks? Like, it's a word. That's not a really good story. But I remember also when I was like in the OR, I had had a really bad night and I was crying. And this like black guy came up to me. He's like, yo, what's going on? And I'm like, I had a bad day, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, don't worry about it. Sit with me. Like he had just bought a brand new MacBook. And he was like, yo, can you help me with this? And I was like helping him. We hung out kind of all night. And then I found out that it was one of the guys from Bone Thugs in Harmony. <laughs> I had no idea. I just thought it was like a super nice dude who had just bought a computer and needed. I did think it was weird that he came to the comedy store to set up his brand new computer. But like, you know, you never know. I mean, just be kind to people. I like the amount of weird people that I've met here. Oh my God, DMX died. Fuck, man. And that's another thing. It's like, okay, like who you are in the public eye, right? People can love you like intensely. Like there was all these stories about people having met him and what a great guy he was. And like, um, my brother-in-law was like, didn't he get arrested for something? And we were like looking up his arrests and stuff. And such white people bullshit. Like, yeah, look up his arrests. But we were just looking. We were like curious. And he had gotten arrested like several times for like gun possession, cocaine possession, like dog fighting, like multiple times he got caught for dog fighting. And it's so hard because it's like, I worship him as an artist. He's this incredible guy who broke so many barriers and he was like a really nice guy. But then it's like, he also fucking fought, like put dogs against each other, like dog fight. I don't, it's so difficult. It's like, we're not perfect. Nobody's fucking perfect. It's it's just like, where do you draw the line of like how fucked up you can be? Like how much stuff can you do before people cancel you? You know what I mean? It's like, it almost feels like if you just do the wrong thing at the wrong place at the wrong time and then you're done. But like, if you can just kind of get away with it and like, I don't know. I've been thinking a lot about that, the duality of all our personalities and how we can be multiple things. Like we don't have to define ourselves by one type of thing but I don't know it's like dog fighting is pretty fucked up like I don't I don't know if I can forgive that but rest in peace dude <laughs> that's a weird <laughs> that's a weird <laughs> that's a weird fucking way to end it like DMX I you know what man I love you but like don't did I tell this did I ever tell the story about the pit bull attack and how I had to put my finger in. I think so. so I have like a sweet spot for dogs. Obviously, I love dogs, even though my dog is so mad at me. She's literally sitting by Sam with her ears like high up, pissed off at me. She's like, just finish this. Um, My best friend had two pit bulls. One she had adopted and the other one she was still fostering. And they're both very sweet. I had no problem with, with them. They're cool. They, we just got them. We're going on this walk by the LA Reservoir. It was a beautiful day. We're all stoned. Like we just left my house. My backyard was connected to the reservoir at the time. And we didn't even have like credit cards or phones with us. We were just like walking. And she literally lets go of the, like takes it off the leash for one second for, for her to drink water. And she just sprints out. And we're like, oh, she's like, this is bad. This is bad. So we run after her. By the time we get there, She's already has a dog in her mouth, like a little tiny chihuahua. And he's like, like shaking it. And the dog is like fucking dead. Right. It seems like. And the guy has also like a chunk of his arm missing. Like the guy was like, it's okay. I don't need this chunk. We we're like, oh, okay. And we're like trying to get the dog off. Like we're trying to get the pit bull off the other dog. And we're, ki I'm literally kicking it and punching it with all my might. Like I'm holding her by the collar and I'm kicking her. And my friend Paris, who's like, 
she's like you know she's like pretty lezzy she like never cries she's hysterical and she's like put your finger in its butt put your finger in its butt and i'm like what she's like it's not a joke i don't even think twice like i have the longest nails and i just start fingering this dog in the butt i'm not kidding like and like on the third one it's like releases its jaw i guess when pit bulls like lock down their jaws they like lock down and they cannot open them back up without being like so I might have just saved your life. So if you see an attack, I mean, I didn't even think about the dog attacking me because it was like so in the moment and I just shoved my finger in there and it released and it was like, what have I done? Who have I eaten? You know, and it was, it felt so bad. I could tell that it felt bad. And, and then we just, I just jumped in the car with this guy. I picked up the dog that had been attacked and it had like gotten its throat kind of cut out. It was like kind of cut open and the tongue was all the way out. It was like as long as my arm and I'm just holding this dog. I'm covered in blood, like all my friends are crying. We were like, what the fuck? We got in the car and like, it all worked out. The dog lived. It had already been attacked by a coyote before where I was like, dude, you're not meant to be alive, dude. Two attacks, like you're supposed to be dead. Um, And like they had to pay for the surgeries and everything. And, you know, like four days later, I'm in the shower and I just start hysterically crying and I roll up into a ball and I'm like shaking. And for years, I was like very, very scared of pit bulls, like very terrified of pit bulls because I don't know if I could do another fingering. I think one fingering, one dog fingering per lifetime is all I need. I mean, aggressive, you know, if I have to do like just a soft little to get the poop out, I'll do that. But like, oh my God. Well, you've been jaded. (laughs) Thanks, you guys. I feel like that's a good story to end on the pit fingering story. Please subscribe. We're finally up on all these different networks. We're up on the Authentic Network, which is my management company. I'm very excited. We're in great company. Um, Please, please, please subscribe. And also check out my Patreon. We're going to be doing some fun videos now that I'm back in town. And shout out to my three dudes on there. I love you guys so much. I'm sorry I was late with an episode this week, but I'll make it up to you. I promise. I won't finger your dog's butt, but we'll come up with something else. Bye. Mano, vamos ficar jadeada. Ah, vamos lá.